Today on the Toppy Show, Bud Light score skeet video is roasted. Chris Christie posts a video on why he hasn't dropped out, and he gets a positive comment. Chicago mayor says the city ends on the verge of collapse due to illegal immigration. Businesses introduce more return fees after the holiday rush. Nearshoring is gaining more traction in the business community. Costco goes viral for having Israeli-made goods. And Boeing is asking airlines to check for a missing part on the 737 MAX. All of that and much more on the Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now going over to the business part of the podcast, you have businesses introducing more return fees after the holiday shopping spree. At least comes to us thanks to WKRN. They note that several major retailers are starting to revamp their return policies. Long gone are the days where you can just return something 30, 60, 90 days out, have been even without a receipt in some cases. Now, in terms of the breakdown, looks like the most some of the major retailers having the biggest changes include restocking fees or return shipping fees to the in addition to the holiday and return policies. Some of the largest ones comes from Jesus Louise, TJ Maxx charging $11.99 per item returned, Macy's charging $9.99, and JCPenney coming in at $8, which, <laughs> excuse me, again, $8, that's marketing fail. Especially in retail, the biggest phenomenon there is everything ends at 99 cents because it's a psychological phenomenon. The consumer will always think it's the first numerical nomenclature. So $9.99 sounds like $9, but if you have a modicum of intelligence, you know how to do some math. Local sales tax is, for us, 8.25%, so that would be over $10 in reality. So it's especially unusual that JCPenney specifically has an $8 restocking fee. Now, it looks like in terms of the deadlines, Target is allowing for 90 days to return most items. Best Buy has to be returned by January 13th. <coughs> That's perhaps one of the most accelerated return timeframes now I wonder, let's see here, because usually it's a net 30 or it's a net day for when you purchase the product and you bring the receipt. Let me see here. So Best Buy is not specifying if it's just by January 13th in general or specifically to say anything about December 2023. Interesting. They also know that Macy's, Walmart, and Amazon, the returns had to be turned by January 31st, 2024 except for some Apple products. Apple products actually have a 14-day policy for the return window. So it looks like a Nashville shopper said, quote, I work the holiday and I know how these people work hard. They're constantly having to move things around to keep things fresh, so I absolutely respect that. Let's see here. It looks like the National Retail Federation reports consumers are expecting, really? I almost had to do a double take here. So again, the National Retail Federation reports consumers are expected to return $173 billion in holiday gifts this year, which is nearly a 30% jump compared to the previous year. Granted, they don't actually specify if that's due to just family members having some ineptitudes in terms of picking out products that the person would actually like to receive, or if it's due to defective products or having a duplicate. But I was going to say, geez louise. And a lot of these stores, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because, again, retail, granted, I don't want to say you blame the victim in this case, but maybe I do a little bit. But, again, some of these retailers are expected hundreds of millions of dollars in losses this year <clears throat> from shoplifting and theft. Target alone estimated, I believe, to lose about $400 million in, or in theft between individual theft, employee theft, organized theft. That's a lot of money just literally walking out the front door or sometimes, I guess, the back door as well. And these companies just do not have the profit margins to support what I guess used to be the legacy return policies where you can return it, you know, no charges, no restocking fees. I mean, we've noticed it more and more online, anecdotally speaking, when I'm looking at online products. And that makes sense because especially with online, you have to deal with the shipping, which that could be a huge cost, depending on the weight of the product. But, <coughs> excuse me, in this case, yeah, I don't think these fees are ever going to go away. 
Now, fascinatingly enough, they do not break it down to see. I'm curious, are they actually making pro a profit on these return policies, similar to airline industries when it comes to the baggage fees, where you know first you had only one airline do it, and now they all do it by default. Heaven forbid if you actually you know if you're taking up two seats, they'll give you a free ticket, but if your little carry-on bag is one ounce overweight, they'll charge you 20, 30 bucks, whatever. Interesting, but we shall see if this expands the other other retailers or how many of them accept the legacy return policies. Whereas, I mean, think you can't beat Nordstrom's return policy, where it's pretty much you know no questions asked. They would take even tire chains back to their store, which is a hilarious story in and of itself for another time. Let me know. Do you plan on returning a gift this calendar year? Perhaps one of the most awkward things when you, at Christmas time where you get something you're like, uh, you either don't like it or you have a duplicate or. I guess perhaps the least awkward thing would be an article of clothing doesn't fit. Well, unless maybe you know, maybe it's an overweight issue. That could be an, an, a little bit of an awkward conversation with the family, perhaps. But let me know. Are you planning to return anything this from the Christmas season? And then, is it even worth your effort to drive all the way to the store or do all the paperwork? Or it'll be interesting to see how many people just throw it away or not even have to deal with this policy or just give it to a friend or re-gift it. Be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting business news, you have nearshoring gaining additional traction with U.S. businesses. Now, this comes to us thanks to Jake Perez over on LinkedIn. And they noted that over the past few years, the way goods get from the factory floor to our to our shops and doorsteps has undergone revolution. The, they note that the pandemic, U.S.-China trade tensions, and geopolitical uncertainty exposed the fragility of the global supply chains. Well, duh. <laughs> they also know that, push, that caused companies to push production close to home. One early learner early winter was the shift to nearshoring in Mexico, where its young workforce and relatively low labor costs have attracted multinational companies eager to reduce production costs and avoid logistical setbacks associated with lengthy supply chains. Let's see here. Oh, this, eh, that's going to be, let's see here. Yeah, it's also one of those issues. Not only are you saving a lot of money with just logistically, because again, to ship something across the globe is no cheap feat. You have to have some huge, enormous ships, and that takes time and money. If it's in Mexico already, it's a lot quicker of a transportation route just going from Mexico to the United States. And truth be told, China, I think, shot themselves in the foot. Well, not only did they most likely create the pandemic, but they shut down all their factories. And even worse, they shut down the factories of all the businesses that work with China, most famously Apple, who is now building factories in India, and they're going to exponentially increase their production, specifically for the iPhone in India, in major part, because China shut down their factories. And a lot of these companies, they didn't really have a lot of diversity in terms of geo, in terms of global production of products. Overwhelmingly, it was in China, because China has, has a lot of I was going to say, perhaps the U.S. government will take a hint. They never will. But China has very low regulations to make it a lot. It's pretty easy to open up a business and do business in China, unlike the U.S. where there's more rules in the dictionary, high labor costs, high litigation. There are a myriad of reasons why China has been attracted for many businesses throughout the decades to bolster their manufacturing. Now, in terms of near shoring in Mexico, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, automotive. I mean, for decades, automotive manufacturing has been boot had been one of the biggest, anecdotally in terms of the business that I followed. That's been one of the biggest products of Mexico. They have a lot of vehicles that they pump out there to come to the United States. But it'll be interesting to see if there's a tipping point in the next maybe five, 10 years where there's so many businesses moving to Mexico, supply and demand gets to the point where the labor cost increases exponentially. And eventually you'll have to go somewhere else to make the product because it's become so expensive. It'll be interesting to see. Let me know what product category do you think will be the most popular or what industry We'll see the biggest benefits of going to produce the products in Mexico in lieu of somewhere perhaps across the globe like China. I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Costco getting praised for selling Israeli-made products. Now, hilariously and ironically enough, someone actually was actually, again, I'm not a doctor. However, if you click the subscribe button, it may help with my speaking ineptitudes and my stuttering. Again, there's no guarantee in life. Very few things are. But I'm just saying, can't hurt to give it a shot. Now, the ironic and hilarious thing is that the person who originally posted this was actually trying to do it as a slight to Costco or to insult Costco. Well, they were, as youth might say, ratioed on the X, or as fewer people are calling it, on Twitter. Now, 
This comes to us by a gentleman by the name of Chris Williamson. And he actually says, in big all caps, WARNING, Costco is selling Israeli dates, hashtag free Palestine, unquote. Now, you might be a little disappointed. You actually can't go and pick up a date there for a Friday night getaway. They don't actually have, you know, dates, you know, for getting to know a person. There's, so don't go to Costco trying to pick yourself up a date for the, or perhaps a prospective wife. No, or husband. It's one of those issues where, no, it's actually the little fruit dates. So D-A-T-E-S, the fruit. So I apologize. I know that's a little disappointing for some folks who may be listening. And it looks like the text on the picture. So it's a picture of the organic Dates, Medojo Dates, I'm guessing that's the company brand. And the text says, quote, Israeli dates are available in Costco. Please spread this, spread the word and refrain from purchasing this brand. Who is Medran? Medran is Israel's largest grower and exporter of citrus, avocados, dates, and other things. And within a couple hours, this got half a million views. And interestingly enough, got 7.7 thousand likes. However, it did not go as the original poster had expected. So, going to the first post. Dutch Cowboy, who does not get an A-plus for marketing. The picture is, in fact, of a lion, not of a Dutch Cowboy with a hat. A little bit of deceit. A little bit of deceitful marketing. But nevertheless, this alleged Dutch Cowboy says, quote, Thanks, I didn't know that. I'm headed to Costco now. Are they on sale? Unquote. That got 986 likes. Andrew C. Colfer says, quote, not a date fan, but you just made me one headed to Costco, unquote. 345 likes. Varioth says, quote, heading to Costco to buy all their dates, unquote. Getting 339 likes. Kabbalistic Village says, quote, big win for Costco. All my Jews to Costco now, unquote. Getting 960 likes. I cannot read Israeli script. I'm guessing this is the profile name is in is really I can't read that but this person says quote best dates in the world thanks unquote getting 447 likes Wismer Doe says quote can confirm I bought some last week they are delicious unquote 172 likes for that comment dad my dad was a tool maker this individual replies saying quote excellent they're much better than those Gaza ones unquote they got 222 likes we haven't had a single positive response thus far. But let's dive, keep continuing to dive in and see if we find any. There might be one. Or perhaps we may very well come up with a fascinating cultural phenomenon. We will call it the reverse Chris Christie effect, a phenomenon we discovered on the show in which Chris Christie, he has had two instances thus far where he would say something on X and not a single positive response would show up. And presumably he has family, friends, campaign staff, a single positive comment. And that happened twice. We scrolled all the way down. And Chris Christie has twice achieved the Chris Christie effect. So perhaps we'll call this the, uh, the antithesis, the inverse Chris Christie effect, where all the responses are positive. Now, I know we haven't seen all the comments yet, but it's not it's not a 0% chance that ha- might happen. So let's keep going. Let's see, right? Brock Grolnut says, quote, You do know those are being grown in the Jordan Valley by Palestinian Arab farmers, right? The... Kibbutzis provide the land, the machines, the know-how, and the water, while the actual farmers are usually Arabs. So when you are boycotting this product, you are you are making Arab Muslims struggle. They got 142 likes. Yuri Israel says, quote, LOL, I was just at Costco and there was only one left. This post probably made more people buy it, unquote. Got 941 likes. Maddie replied saying, quote, warning you're using a computer with Intel inside. Unquote. And that got 737 likes. And it is a screenshot of an article where they talk about Israel will build, is planning to build a $25 billion chip factory in Israel. And is one of the, I believe it's actually the largest investment in, in Israel by a tech company thus far. We'll dive into that comment on probably the next show. We need to dig more into that business, trans, um, business plans there. EM8 said, quote, Did you boycott your iPhone or Android? What about Waze? What about your backup camera? Unquote. Got 620 likes. Naveen Even Har says, quote, if you want to boycott Israel, get rid of your phone. The computer chip in it is Israeli made 
this very platform is using the internet, which is largely in creation with Israeli help. If you need a mail call, be careful. Israel is one of the largest pharmaceutical providers as well. Got 656 likes. Let's see here. Matt Sarlson, attorney and advisor, says, quote, remind me to stop at Costco and get me some delicious dates. I'm quoting 25 likes. Chris Watkins said, I wouldn't even try them, unquote. So it took us, we had to scroll quite a bit there, but we did find a comment that actually agrees with the original poster. Interestingly enough, I, I, I thought we might have hit the inverse Chris Christie, but we did not today. Let's see here. Isaac says, quote, I will always ensure my dates are Israeli, unquote, getting 34 likes. Lawrence uh, Heineoff says, quote, thanks for telling me, going to buy a case now and sending to, sending to everyone else I know, do the same delicious Israeli flag emoji, getting 54 likes. Monica said, quote, fabulous, I'll buy some today. Thanks for pointing that out, unquote, getting 28 likes. Beth Baich says, quote, I will be sure to keep an eye out for that brand and buy some, unquote, getting 37 likes. Eula Goldstein said, quote, those are the best. Just got them yesterday, unquote, getting 36 likes. Humanity United responded saying, quote, hashtag Costco time to act, unquote, getting 46 likes. Now, that being said, the act that makes the most business sense is double down on your order. Because, again, again, social media is a, a one-to-one correlation to action in the real world. But thus far, an overwhelmingly amount of the responses are all positive towards this post and towards the actual action of Costco selling Israeli-made goods. And spoiler alert, if you use any antivirus on your computer or your phone, a lot of them are headquartered in Israel with operations in the United States. Let's see here. Nelly Nadavi says, quote, hey, date lovers, should we start swapping recipes, unquote, getting 15 likes? See, we'll do a couple more here. Let's see here. Uh, American T Raid Mark says, quote, I'll drop by and buy some tomorrow, unquote, getting 52 likes. A Gentleman's Way says, quote, LOL, that's going to help Palestinians scraping the barrel, unquote, getting 58 likes. Completed Search says, quote, I will buy a few more today, unquote, getting 30 likes. Claudia said, quote, good, I'll be purchasing more, unquote, getting 48 likes. Let's see here. Let's see. Yeah, and as I scroll, these are all getting between 50 and, thir- yeah, 50 and 70 likes. All Everyone's saying, I'm going to go to Costco, going to buy more, going to have some delivered to me. Uh, let's see. All right, here's a negative one. I had to squint to find a couple. Uh, Rick Ganahan says, quote, Israeli stolen dates, unquote, getting 35 likes. City Fan TV official, this individual said, quote, boycott Costco, unquote, getting 71 likes, which I don't think so. I mean, when it comes to the mass purchase of bulk items, there's only a couple options. I mean, you have Costco and you have Sam's Club. And... Anecdotally speaking, everyone I know, when I ask them what they prefer, overwhelmingly more people do prefer Costco over Sam's Club. They think there's a lot more benefits, like products are better, a lot of the white label products are better, better value. So I I don't think there's going to be any boycott from this. And I mean, from culturally speaking, I mean, overwhelming support for Costco for carrying this product. From a business perspective, I don't think Costco is going to be, they're not going to come out and give any types of like statements or anything to either endorse or not endorse carrying a specific product. Like they're not going to come out and say, we're going to double down. We're just, that'd be like an Elon Musk thing. If they were just come out and be like, we just doubled our orders. Like partially just for spite. And that would increase your marketing. I think in the United States, in terms of business and commerce, I think overwhelming people are proud and they're appreciative of that business relationship between the countries and strategic partnerships. So I, I don't see people really boycotting it in the U.S. Let, let me know if you feel differently. But, yeah, again, I, I don't see it being... A, I see there being a very near... Again, it's never a zero possibility, but I think the odds of an actual boycott for Costco, it, it's going to be, what, like 1%? It's, it's going to be close to zero. Like, let me know in the comments. Do you think one could ever... Could Costco ever be quite boycotted in general because of the overwhelming value that it brings to the market? And then two, do you think this specific instance could cause it? 
I mean, I'm not saying I own a Magic 8-Ball. Actually, I don't. But if I had a Magic 8-Ball, I would say the outlook for a boycott, I would say the outlook is not so good. Other interesting culturally news, yeah, Bud Light's score seat video is mostly roasted. Now, this comes as Bud Light spends an exponentially increasing amount of money on marketing as a futile attempt to win back some customers. Their sales have not reflected that yet. It'll be fascinating to see the Q4 fiscal results as those come out in the next couple of weeks. Now, this is a short video of one of the Mannings as well as, what was it, Super Bowl Hall of Famer, the sports balls guy, Emmett. And they appear to be happy in a bar. And there's text before this little short rudimentary video. The text says, quote, us rolling up to a bar for the wild card games, knowing we still have more Super Bowl tickets ups for grabs, post hashtag score a seat and hashtag sweepstakes to enter your chance to score a ticket to see the Super Bowl. Click here to learn more. And I don't know if the video is broken, but it looks like it's, and it's only 14 seconds long, but it looks like it's almost on a loop. So it looks like, no, how pathetic is that? These gentlemen didn't even suit up. Pathetic, ridiculous. As we all know, men should always suit up. You always look your best. So they appear to be wearing some type of outdoor jacket and maybe a long sleeve sweater. And they're at a bar. Let's see if there's even any video. Let's see. So they don't have video or they don't have audio. One, two, three. So it's literally the same. What is it? One, two, three, four, one, three, four. One, two, three, four. So they repeat. So it's a four second clip that they repeat four times in a row. And it's just this gentleman catching a can of Bud Light in presumably a bar, which. Again, if you ever throw a can of Bud Light, which I do not recommend, it's not safe because not only could you hit someone in the head, but even worse and more detrimental to their health, it may break upon their head or it may break in the air and some Bud Light may actually get into their mouth. Heaven forbid. That'd be the worst case scenario. That's why I never recommend throwing any Bud Light at all. Perhaps I would recommend gently dropping it into the can or the garbage or as what the people British call it, the dustbin. But nevertheless, they're throwing a can of beer, and this football Hall of Famer is catching the beer. But not only is that dangerous, but if you were to open it, it would presumably explode because of the carbonation. You're shaking it up. So I don't understand. And they're not throwing it like a football. Or you don't see, like, there's not, like, a spin on it. It's literally just the same four-second clip. They're throwing a beer. He catches it. And I, I don't know if that's one of the Manning brothers next to him. It's another guy in a sweater. And there's a couple of cowboy hats in the background. And it's just so... I mean, perhaps it's perhaps it's good there's no volume because it gets your attention. It makes you think the video is broken. You pay more attention. Sometimes, kind of like how visual advertisements are sometimes more compelling in video when they're in black and white because you don't expect it. So it kind of gets your attention. So maybe that's what they're going for. But just, it doesn't seem very compelling. And they're saying you can win, you know, Score a seat and you hashtag so you win sports ball tickets, which that used to be their target market. And presumably, again, they still have 70% of their previous sales. So they'd probably still have some sports balls fans who follow the company and they like it. But again, that within 24 hours, that got, let me look at it right now from statistics here. It got 13,000 views. So a little better than usual. There's a little bit of improvement there. Not to brag, but I got, uh, 3,000 views on a video I made a couple weeks ago. But it's all about quality over quantity, obviously. I had the best viewers, bar none. And they got 202 likes, which I haven't beat that yet. But, or no, maybe? Probably not. However, if you like this video, it'll help with YouTube and the Rumble algorithms. It might get shattered more. And shoot, I think this deserves more likes than a Bud Light video. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but at least I'm not too hard on the eyes in terms of not showing you a can of Bud Light which many would say might melt your eyes. Very similar to the Indiana Jones film in which they open the Ark of the Covenant and all their eyes melt and they, you know, they all die. I can't help but think that's a not 0% possibility that could happen if you were to, in real life, in person, see a can of Bud Light being opened. Because again, if, you, if a can is opened in front of you, some could explode 
and some of that liquid could get onto your eyeball, which, heaven forbid, I don't know what would happen next. Now, again, there's, let's see, 200, excuse, <coughs> excuse me, looks like there's 220 comments. Now, granted, most of them, spoiler alert, they are roasting it, and then even more of them are just brainless people who want free stuff. It's not at all persuasive marketing. It's not building a relationship with the brand. It's not getting people excited to, to go back to the brand. It's just people who want free stuff. Because we'll check out a couple of these. We'll do some anecdotal research right here. But when we look at these sweepstakes and seed rates before, every single time we've looked at someone who responds to these sweepstakes, you look at their profile, they just do it for every company. So they just want free stuff. They don't even care if it's Bud Light. Now, again, I don't know who's left in the... In the I don't know how inebriated they are if there are people left in the Bud Light marketing department, but if you actually want to build a brand again, do something where there's a contingency to actually get people to show they enjoy drinking Bud Light. Now, I don't know if that's possible because perhaps a more appropriate term would be a picture of people tolerating a can of Bud Light, but a better marketing plan would be, hey, if you win a case of Bud Light, you know, send us a picture of you enjoying it with your friends at some sports balls game, and then we'll enter you in a chance to win a ticket, or we'll give you a case of this free swill. I don't know what you do with that free case of beer, but that would at least get more people excited about the brand, give them more of an incentive to get that brand association with average people enjoying it or tolerating it, more likely. Again, I was going to say, I don't know if any marketing genius can turn around the Bud Light business plan of the century, but I mean, there could be, their marketing could be more persuasive. Now, culturally speaking, I don't think they're going to win back these fans anytime soon, but let's go in the comments and find out. Let's see here. So again, someone by the name of CJ Sign, she says, hashtag score seat, hashtag sweepstakes. And again, I don't know who's working at Bud Light, but they didn't even like her post. So they did respond to her. So they have a modicum of intelligence. So they said, you know, be sure to go to this website and sign it out for your entry. Now looking at her profile, she is, she joined X in 2010, says 516 followers. And let's see, she is, Mentally vacuous. She just wants free stuff. Every, Everything from gaming keyboards to... What is this crap? Mountain Dew apparel, which... I guess they're interesting they're still around as a brand. Webcams. Key, Mayas keyboard lights. Bud Light. Like... Like, watches. Like, every giveaway you could possibly comprehend. Flex Seal. She even did a retweet for Flex Seal to try to win a can of Flex Seal. Again, I'm not saying it's not a good product, but this person just retweets it. So again, this person isn't a Bud Light fan. They're a free fan. They just want free stuff. And there will always, there will always be people who want free stuff. When leveraged properly, it can be a way to build a brand and build sales. Well, truth be told, my IT company gave away a free flamethrower with every uh, Q4 purchase. Now, there are contingencies, so the revenue had to be a point so we weren't losing money on it. But... That was a persuasive way to get new customers. It's fun. It's unique. We did offend a couple of people who didn't like it. You're never going to get 100% market share unless you're the government or near Microsoft. But that was much more effective. And yet, again, I'm not seeing how this actually builds a brand or gets their sales back to where it used to be or in any way improves it. Now, as I scroll down to see, you know, maybe there's some real ones in here. <clears throat> Let's see here. Again, these are also getting no likes. Let's see here. Yorkie mom. She said, hashtag, you know, hashtag free crap. Even my pup is getting in the action. So she's encouraging animals to drink Bud Light, which is a sure way to kill the animal and most humans. And kidding a little bit. She has a can. It's a plush can. It says Pup Light, which again, I, I actually thought Bud Light would be pissed and be like, well, we're going to sue this company because I believe the jet. There's a company who did that same parody for Jack Daniels where they had a, a Jack Daniels like plush bottle for an animal. I think the Supreme Court, I want to say they side with Jack Daniels because there's a clear, the same design of the bottle, the same shape, the same font. In this case, it looks exactly the same. They just changed Bud to Pup. So if that's not an official product, I'd actually be curious if they don't sue this company that's making it. And let's go to the Yorkie mom to see if it's a real person and they just want free stuff. So this person does have 3,641 followers, though I would argue my 320 followers are much better. Again, quality over quantity, obviously. And she joined in 2015, so it's not like it's a new profile created yesterday to make Bud Light look good, or attempt to. And if you go to her profile, she, again, mentally vacuous. Well, the first thing she retweets is, 
25 $500 winners repost this video and maybe you'll win. Which, no. Let's see here. And I scroll down more and more and she is, again, all about freebies. Now, I guess you could argue this is a better response because she actually did a, a real picture and so that contributed something to the thread. But still, they just want free stuff. Again, no one liked that. Even more pathetic. So scrolling down, the first comment that got any likes, and this got 19 likes, mind you, so that's pretty, I mean, that's perhaps might be the most popular one. This comes from Tom Ferry, though a little bit of a F minus for marketing. If his name is Tom, he is not riding a ferry on the lake. So this alleged Tom Ferry says, quote, pass on this tranny water, boycott still on, unquote. Now granted, he is, he is much more bombastic than I. He used one, two, three, four exclamation points, mind you. That got 19 likes. And as I scroll down, again, tons of people saying, you know, hashtag score seat, free sweepstakes, all that stuff. And no likes. Let's see here. As I scroll down and see what other real... So again, here, as I keep scrolling, I found another comment. This is the first one that got any likes at all. <clears throat> so there's a huge gap in the comments. It's free, free, free. Now there's another comment that actually got likes and interaction. Which again, part of social media is the interaction. That's how you make it more persuasive, more interesting. And this person says, their profile name is C. Mill. This person says, quote, no apology, <coughs> excuse me, no apology and celebrity sellouts. Your customers are blue collar Americans, not coastal elites, unquote. Person got 12 likes. And also brings across another good point. Bud Light had actually opened up marketing offices, I believe in New York City as well prior to the Bud Light Business Blunder of the Century where they hired, you know, Bill Mulvaney, paid an individual $185,000 for like two pictures and a video, which to advertise to kids, I mean, I don't know how mentally vacuous Alyssa Heiderschild is, but pretty, pretty vacuous to say the least. And again, another disconnect, not, and again, it's not always, but the more you move away from customer geographically, sometimes you can lose that disconnect, that personal touch, and there are huge cultural differences in the United States. I mean, California and Texas are very, very different, thankfully. And New York, New York City is very different than, I would argue, most people who consume Bud Light in general. Not that one is better or worse. Well, I would say Texas is better than California, obviously. So, sometimes it is better or worse. But nevertheless, you do get sometimes that disconnect with a customer. And this person brings, brings that point back. Which I'm actually surprised not more people have actually driven that point home of saying, hey, I mean, again, it's a multi-billion dollar national company headquartered in Belgium. They don't just make waffles. They also make, apparently, well, they do make good rifles and pistols, but they also are the parent company behind Bud Light, Andrew Bush. It's why it's called Andrew Heiser Bush in Bev. But again, I mean, they used to be known for, you know, they had the allure, they had the marketing profile of a company that seemed like a good Missouri base. It was a, a small, it almost, because again, it started off as a family-owned business. It had that allure in that people thought it was a small bomb-pop business, but it was actually very, very big in reality. So it, it was a fascinating place they used to occupy as a brand, culturally speaking, but that disconnect just keeps going more and more. And we'll scroll down to see if there's any other real comments. Let's see here. <coughs> Excuse me. Barty W says, quote, Do I need to wear a dress like Dylan in order to enter? Unquote. I got six likes. And now we got, what, 10, 20, 30 more comments that are literally just hash hashtags like win free crap. Someone, let's see here. And none of these are getting likes. I mean, a majority of these comments get zero likes. I mean, shoot, statistically speaking, this video will get at least more than zero. I mean, not to be too optimistic, but it should at least get one like, I would presume. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Let's see here. Mr. Nard says, quote, how come they are not dressed as little girls, unquote, getting four likes. Let's see here. Chris Walker simply says, no thanks, unquote, getting two likes. Let's see here. Now, I don't know why they censor this. So, on, on you guard said, you know, the hashtag, and then they had a picture, but the picture is just a screenshot of a post from Bud Light with Again, I'm not a sports balls aficionado. I just know Tom Brady wins Super Bowls. But I believe that's a Hall of Famer they said in the video, Emmett. And he's just holding a can of Bud Light. 
It's just a screenshot of the Bud Light post, and Bud Light censored that? that and again, it's not a pejorative Photoshop or anything. It's literally just an old post. And as I continue to scroll down more and more, I mean, just nothing. So, I mean, again, I don't know if they're capturing this data. Like, they're keep, now Bud Light has a database of all the people that they could resend stuff out to. I guess that is, I mean, data mining, there is a value to that on the back end. But, again, I'm not sure if these are per, really persuasive. I don't know if it's really valuable data. I mean, one of the best examples is one of my favorite races I do throughout the year is the BMW-sponsored Dallas Half Marathon. Or some people do the Marathon Ultra. I usually like to do the half, but so this is where they do have a question here. They ask like, hey, when was the last time you purchased a vehicle? Are you in the market to buy a vehicle? And everyone that goes to the event, they get like some freebies. They have the, the um, BMW display of all their new vehicle. Well, all their boring vehicles this year, they're all EVs. And they have a single stick shift, which for BMW, the ultimate driving machine, that's the most successful, longest lasting advertising campaign in automotive history, literally. They didn't have a single stick shift there. They didn't have any of their performance cars, but blundered in and of itself. But they have the all these booths where like they'll take your information and they'll give you like a bmw branded what was it like they give away like water bottles and like power little chargers but is that really valuable data i mean you're capturing people who like to run but i'm not sure if they're in the market for you know eighty thousand or eighty thousand plus dollar bmw so again a lot of companies will spend money to gather data but every sample size is different and all this data i don't know how valuable it is even worth so again i understand but like is having all these people go online and register for the event. But, I mean, when you, we are looking at this in real time, and, I mean, most of the people who are registering and the ones that are just copy-pasting hashtags, they're just people who want free stuff. They're not loyal to the brand. I mean, if Miller Lite or a competitor, if another brand had free space, they'd do that too. So I don't think it's going to translate to real-world sales at the end of the day. And we'll do one or two more... Uh, re at um, little uh, quotes for here, but it just seems ridiculous. Now, Joseph Rose said, quote, I'm not going to, I'll alter his text so it's not as offensive. Um, he says, quote, hard pass on the Q beer, quote, unquote, the Q being the pejorative word for people in the homosexual community. And he has a picture that says, put real heroes on beer cans, unquote. And it's a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse on a, Poorly photoshopped on a can on a can of PBR beer, which, in terms of heroes, he did just have the people he did happen to shoot is big. There was a huge cultural controversy in the United States when it happened. Well, he was defending himself. And he just happened to hit what was it? Uh, try I try to keep this moderately kid friendly. He happened to injure the most morally vacuous type of person on the planet is people who attack children. So he he just other people he did shoot to defend his life. They happen to be the worst people on the planet, morally speaking. Um, that did get seven likes, though, on the X. See here? Oh, Zuma. I'm actually shocked this was not censored. So this is a picture of Alyssa Heyerschild smiling. Who? That, that could very well be a contest. Who has the worst, most awkward smile? Ron DeSantis, Dylan Mulvaney, Alyssa Heyerschild, or me? They're... They're all pretty bad, I'm not going to lie, but I don't know, hers just looks ultra, a little ultra creepy to me. And the caption behind her is, too fratty for me, bro, unquote. Which, again, she famously said in an interview that she thought Bud Light was fratty, she wanted to change that image. That little meme, and she does have the trans flag on her lapel, and that got 11 likes. Now, interestingly enough, when they were in damage control when this first happened, Bud Light censored everything around Alyssa Hirschout, I suspect, because they were worried about lawsuits, which they shouldn't. They shouldn't have to be worried about lawsuits when someone destroys your brand. Again, the sales are gone by 30% for that one brand specifically. And Budweiser, around 10%, 11% on average, maybe 12 some weeks. And Michelob Ultra, the other top brand being hit, between 3 and 5% lower sales week over week. And we'll do one more. Let's see here. Acoustically simply says, never, ever, ever again, not even if you apologize, unquote, getting three likes. So again, as youth might say, they're viscerally ratioed since every real comment was all pejorative and everyone else just wanted freebies. So I guess the only surprising part is that it was not as censored as usual. But again, I'm not seeing this really increase their brand awareness. 
it's not increasing their sales for sure. It's just getting attention of people who want free stuff. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I just, I don't see that as valuable use of marketing dollars. But and let me know in the comments. It'd be fascinating to hear what you have to say. What could they do to change their brand or turn things around? I mean, culturally speaking, it seems, again, social media, look at the sales data. The boycott is st still very much on, but I'm not sure what, if anything, they could do to reverse that trend. But I would be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting political news, you have Chris Christie saying why he hasn't dropped out yet, and he gets a positive comment on X. I kid you not. I had to do actually a double take because I was so utterly shocked that that actually happened. Now, this is on Chris Christie's personal X account, or as a couple of people still call it, Twitter. And thankfully, I'm not using any software yet for picture-in-picture -picture technology, so your eyes will not be hurt by seeing Chris Christie. Though, I will give him a modicum of credit. He did as all men should, suit up. So he did He did do something right. And Chris Christie, he has a little text before this short little 33 second video. Chris Christie says, quote, telling the truth isn't hard. What kind of president do we want? A liar or someone who has the guts to tell the truth, unquote. And for him, moderately successful on social media. They got 177,000 views and 3.4 thousand likes in the first 18 hours of posting. So, again, for Chris Christie, that is pretty good when you look at the overall trends of his Twitter X account. And without further ado, I will play said video. Some people say I should drop out of this race. Really? I'm the only one saying Donald Trump is a liar. He pits Americans against each other. His Christmas message to anyone who disagrees with him? Rotten hell. He caused a riot on Capitol Hill. He'll burn America to the ground to help himself. Every Republican leader says that in private. I'm the only one saying it in public. What kind of president do we want? A liar or someone who's got the guts to tell the truth? New Hampshire, it's up to you. I'm Chris Christie, and you bet I approve this message. So, so the first thing I thought of, well, DeSantis is critiquing Donald Trump more and more. So for a while, Chris Christie did have a little bit of an exclusivity where he was the main candidate who was critiquing Trump more than all the other ones combined. But again, people ask why he's he still running. Again, he has actually increased in the polls the last couple of weeks. The poll aggregator now have him at, I believe it's 3.1%. Let me pull it up really quick. And for reference, the poll aggregator website that I use is projects.538.com. Again, that's a poll aggregator of many polls together. Now, again, it's not Definitely not perfect data. It's there's a lot of variables that we can't control. Most of these individual polls have between 500 and maybe 3,000 people who actually participated. So again, it's small sample sizes, but working with the data that we have at hand. And again, Chris Christie, he has actually increased to 3.4%. So ironically enough, statistically speaking, he's done the best in terms of growth rate because he started the year Actually, no. So last January 2023, he started at 1.4%. So Trump went from 45% to about 61%. DeSantis went from 34% to about 11%. Nikki Haley went from 2.6% to 11%. And Vivek went from zero. And we're talking about you know the starting point of January 2023. He went from zero, peaked at 11%, now bound around 3.5%. But Chris Christie started at 1.4%. And, I mean, now he's up to 3.4%. So, that's actually one of the best growth rates. Granted, that being said, he's still very far behind literally everyone else. And you do have H.A. Hudson, and so the rate's at 0.6%. And, even more astonishing. So, again, everything he does is around Trump. Which, in terms of moves on the political chessboard... Makes sense. There are people in the Republican Party who hate Trump, and they're going to offer to vote for someone in the primary. So he's catering to that specific need. Now his excuse me, sorry, his issue is that that's not a great enough volume of votes, I believe, to actually get the nominee. Which is why, I mean, none of these polls have him ahead of anyone, with the exception of Hutchinson. And Hutchinson is at what 0.6 percent? I just say. So, I mean, again, that is part of the Republican Party, but. It's not a winning message. A lot of people are suspecting is he just 
going for the like a Democrat candidate position, maybe a VP if Gavin Newsom runs, so Gavin Newsom can claim that he's bringing the left and right together. I, I mean, he is running for a reason. I, it's just fascinating to see what the end game is, because again, he just doesn't have the numbers currently to go far. And maybe I'm alone in this assessment. Maybe everyone's you know. And I swear to alert, he has a positive comment, which again, Chris Christie is very unique. He dawned, and we actually, we, we may, I might need to trademark this, but there's a fascinating statistical anomaly called the Chris Christie effect, in which we've had instances on the show where we'll look at something Chris Christie says, and not a single person posts a comment that is positive, which statistically speaking is almost impossible because presumably he has family, friends, a campaign staff, allegedly, and you would have at least one positive comment, but no, there's two times where there's zero. Now, interestingly enough, spoiler there's a positive comment here. So I actually had to, I had to do a double take. Maybe we'll have to do some investigating. But let's dive in the comments right now. So again, they got 117,300 views and 3.4 thousand likes in the first 18 hours. And the first comment comes from Stacy Statham, who has a, a orange, red, or sorry, an orange square in the profile name, which I don't know what that means. And she says, quote, 35% or so of Republican voters will vote for Trump no matter what. I'm part of the other 65%. As long as you keep preaching the message, my little monthly donations will keep coming, unquote. And I got 43 likes. Which, I mean, I think it, mm, she says would never vote for Trump. Eh, I think the numbers actually flipped. Well, I guess perhaps the key word is vote for him no matter what. I think more than 50% of people would vote for Trump for the nominee, and that's what the polls are saying right now with all the data we have, as well as the poll aggregator. Uh, Stacey Statlam is, what is she? She joined Twitter 2010, has 9,000, or sorry, 2,938 followers from Illinois. And she, <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. She is consistently, let's see here. Everything she does is retweeting for Joe Biden. Which makes sense when you look at a lot of Chris Christie's statements on the people who like Chris Christie, I would say are very much more likely to be Democrat and or support Biden. So the first positive response for Chris Christie is from a avid Biden supporter, which again, given Chris Christie's stances, not too surprised. The second comment comes from, I was going to say A plus for marketing in terms of you know what this person is about. This person's profile name is Republicans Against Trump. And... They literally just said, quote, stay in the fight, unquote. They got 51 likes. So this, I mean, you might have to send Chris Christie a trophy. Might have to put some Bud Light on it to ensure sure he doesn't try to eat it. But nevertheless, two positive comments in a row? That is, that is unparalleled good for Chris Christie. Now, I'm, I'm a little curious. Republicans against Trump, is that, who, is that another Biden supporter? What's this profile about? Person that has half a million followers. They, let's see here, joined in 2020. Let's see here. You look at their profile. They are very much fans of Michael Cohen. Let's see here, Ron DeSantis. Let's see. They let's see here. Do, 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 do. They very much retweet a lot of CNN stuff. Let's see here. So again, I'm not too surprised. Well, I guess I am surprised that there's two positive responses, actually, but I guess, hey, Republicans against Trump, eh. I'm surprised they, they, there's not Biden stuff on their profile. So the sample size of people who respond to Chris Christie positively is getting more diverse. Let's see here. Betsy says, quote, the poll, and again, she has a orange in her profile picture, so I don't know if she's a Florida resident or a fan of Trump. Could be either or. And she says, quote, the poll numbers have already answered your questions. Drop out, get a gig on CNN, unquote. They got 23 likes and breaks the streak of positivity for Chris Christie. It was a short, short event. It was a short, well, it was a short stint while it went on, but all things come to an end, usually. Walter Wright says, quote, turn up the sound. You can hear Crispy Christie getting fatter, unquote, getting 12 likes, which is another fascinating cultural phenomenon. I wonder if it people in the United States, if they would ever elect someone who is morbidly obese, there's a lot of people saying it shows they don't have self-control. Some people say it's because they just will be unhealthy off the bat. I, 
Because I'm trying to think, I mean, Calvin Coolidge, was, I mean, historically, we've had some big presidents, but in my lifetime, which is, I don't know, just a flash pan in the grand schemes of things, but I wonder if that is a big point of contention for a lot of prospective voters. Let me in the comments. I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say in that regard. Let's see here. Someone by the name of I tried to warn you, said, quote, the guts, LOL, you can't even control your own gut, unquote. I got 35 likes. Let's see here. Ed Ski Zabuski says, quote, pretty much anyone but you. You screwed all retired police and firefighters when you stopped our cost of living increase, so you will never have a support from any police or firefighters that I know of. Unquote, getting 19 likes. Let's see here. The Detroit Trader says, quote, you coming out telling people to love another is a complete lie. Here you are spreading lies and hate. The American people want Trump as the 47th president, and here you are going against millions of Americans spreading more hate. Unquote. They got 71 likes. See here. Rodney Martin says, quote, I agree. We want Donald Trump. Unquote. Getting 46 likes. Let's see. Keely Bajoran Ronning says, quote, drop out, support Nikki Haley. Unquote. Getting six likes. RK Photo says, quote, he surely has guts, unquote, getting four likes. Bionic Redneck says, quote, I've literally never met a single Chris Christie supporter. Dude, it's time to hang it up, unquote. Person got seven likes, and now that I think about it, neither have I. I. Presumably, they do exist. We saw some positive comments there. But have you ever met in real life a someone who's an avid, big Chris Christie supporter? I mean... I've met a lot. I met Trump supporters. He is a pretty popular brand. I've met, let's see, I met some people who support Biden. I, I've never met someone who really is a big fan of Chris Christie. Interestingly enough, do one or two more comments here. Uh, Awakening simply said, hashtag Vivek Ramaswamy, unquote, getting five likes. Bill Dubbs says, quote, lies, Bridgegate, unquote, getting 11 likes. Thornfield Chesterfield said, quote, for Christmas, all he got was fatter, unquote, getting three likes. Graceland said, quote, most politicians are liars. Biden and almost all of his administration and bureaucrats lie to us every single day. If you want to change things, then you start telling the truth every time you write or speak, unquote, getting 11 likes. Michael Guy simply says, not you, unquote, getting six likes. B. Fresh simply says, treadmill, unquote, getting two likes likes so trying to find keep going down let's see if we get one more in here uh, a lot of people saying the guts a lot, a lot of unflattering pictures of chris christie let's see here let's see here do one more so this comes from 22e this profile simply says, a president with plenty of gut, unquote. They got eight likes. So, as youth might say, he was eviscerally ratioed, to say the least. Though, it was surprising to see he did get some positive comments. That usually never happens, especially getting that many likes. I was pretty darn shocked. So, again, really interesting question. Have you ever met anyone in real life who is a Chris Christie supporter? And then, Why? I mean, do they have uh, one or two policies they really liked, or is it just because they hate Trump? You fast in here, what you have to say. Now, going over to other interesting political news, you have the Chicago mayor says the city is on the verge of collapse due to illegal immigration. Will he be lambasted and probably called a Republican now? For decades, Chicago has been a sanctuary city, and they also, I mean, they have all the gun laws they want. They say, you know, we'll fix things. The Chicago Bears are a great metaphor for Chicago, perhaps. Every time growing up, and again, I come from the Midwest, every time there's an issue, they go, oh yeah, they'll be good next year. Chicago will be safe next year. They'll attract more businesses next year. No, absolutely not. Now, this comes from an account on, the, on X, and this comes from End Wokeness, and he says, quote, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson warns that every city service in the is on the verge of collapse thanks to illegals, unquote. And this short video got 2.3 million views in the first 24 hours and 22,000 likes. And without further ado, and 
Again, he may be morally vacuous, but the mayor of Chicago does have a redeeming quality. As all men showed, he did suit up, of course. In Chicago, anywhere else in the country, um, the public good is already stressed. Um, whether it's our transportation system, our healthcare system, our education system, you know, all of these systems are already stretched um, to meet the, the, the demands of families who um, have been here. Um, you know, over the past seven months, it's been uh, an incredible, an incredible strain on every aspect of of city services and in Chicago. <laughs> There's nothing more hilarious or ironic than what's happening in Chicago right now, because again, people in the southern states have been saying this for in decades. Their school systems have been stretched thin. Their social services has been stressed thin because they have X amount of resources and they have more and more people needing those resources. So, and yet places like New York and Chicago, they've been encouraging illegal immigration for decades. And again, my family came here from Cuba, contrary to popular belief, we actually flew here. It was one of the last flights out when Fidel took over, but and truth be told, I'm actually not good at swimming, fun little fact. But as well as this is where we also came here legally, we did it the right way. Now, I suspect most of the comments will be in agreement with end wokeness. Now, I also suspect maybe half of them will be roastering the city of Chicago for, again, getting what they asked for. But let's dive in the comments and find out. First comment comes from Mark, who says, quote, Who didn't see this happening? And is the laughing, very, I forget the newspaper editor from the Spider-Man films, was an instance where he's bombastically laughing and the text says, quote, Sanctuary cities are now bitching about being used as sanctuary cities, unquote, getting 2.9 thousand likes. Wealth Turtle, who gets an A-plus marketing, is in fact a profile picture of a turtle, though I don't think turtles can type too well. So I'll have to say this alleged Wealth Turtle says, quote, illegals are the least of Chicago's problems, unquote, getting 217 likes. And their problems are many, many problems. But of course, they'll be fixed, you know, next year it'll be, it'll be, it'll be safe. So we're told. Doc Contrarian says, quote, so, how's the sanctuary city status working for you? Now you have just a taste of what Texas and other border states have been dealing with for years. Enjoy, unquote. They got 1,000 likes. Western Lensman says, quote, doesn't he mean thanks to the Biden regime, unquote, getting 472 likes. Well, Turtle says, quote, that's exactly what they voted for, unquote, getting 956 likes. Let's see here. Caroline says, quote, the solution is simple. And she did a retweet for someone by the name of Caroline Weidler saying, quote, and for an aid, militarize our border, begin mass deportation, prosecute those in government who are guilty of treason, unquote. They got 624 likes. Frank D. Bauschen says, quote, now apply what's happening to Chicago to the whole country. Brandon, because I assume you, the burn Chicago now feels, to mass migration is felt throughout America. Americans have been asked to foot the bill for their own invasion, unquote, getting 477 likes. See here. The Appalachian Podcast says, quote, so not white people in rural communities nowhere near the city. Always thought it was our fault cities failed, unquote, getting 191 vote or likes. Let's see here. Planet of Memes, who... I don't want to say F minus for marketing, but they didn't even respond in a meme form. They responded in text, but this alleged plan of memes responded by saying, quote, you asked for this. I don't feel sorry for your horribly run city, unquote, getting 133 likes. Do one or two more. One bad dude simply said, this is on the Democrats. Be careful what you wish for, quote, getting 269 likes. John Hawkins says, quote, so naturally, he must be against illegal immigration because it would be terrible for any place in America to be stuck with these problems because, oh wait, he's in favor of illegal immigration. He just doesn't want to be burned with them in Chicago, unquote. Getting 421 likes. Savanias says, quote, it's his own fault. Every Democrat-run city voted for this. I quote, getting 153 likes. Red Wave Press, who, in plus marketing, their profile picture is in fact of a red wave. They say, quote, illegal immigrants have completely overrun every major city in America. Woke policies are going against, are going to end America. Follow if you agree. I'm quoting 322 likes. Let's see here. 
Mr. Leeds Ledslinger says, quote, his hair is embarrassing, unquote, getting 79 likes. Evan Dreyer says, quote, all this complaining and they are just going to vote for that person letting it happen again next year. So I don't see how these people can sit there and listen to them. LOL, getting 72 likes, which historically speaking, Chicago has been voting the same for near 100 years. It's at the, it's getting close. And a wise man once said, doing the same thing again, 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 and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. But like the Chicago Bears, maybe maybe next year they'll fix everything. Maybe. I mean, statistically speaking, they never have and they never will. But, I mean, this, what is it, 0.001% chance? Let's see here. Selgin Godalls says, quote, that's ridiculous. He said and confirmed they were a sanctuary city, so I'm not sure what his complaint is. I'm quoting 108 likes. Let's see here. Thinking West said, quote, and this is exactly what you and your party pushed for over the last decade. I'm quoting 40 likes. Tom Pogue says, quote, he literally just read a list of things the Republicans said would happen if we didn't secure our borders. I'm quoting 55 likes. Now, exactly. That's what makes it so hilariously ironic. Now, I wonder if the same thing is happening in New York City. The mayor is doing the same exact, exact thing, saying all these concerns. And yet, it'll be interesting. Will they call this person racist or Republican? Because that's what they did to Republicans. When Republicans brought about these concerns that their systems were going to be overwhelmed. They don't have the resources necessary to accommodate additional people who are coming here illegally they're all lambasted they're all ridiculed they're all called racist they're all called evil republicans and yet now they're doing the same talking points and you can't help but think msnbc or cnn they're not going to critique these people at all so i'll be interested to see again a lot of these a lot of these cities are being stretched thinner and thinner with having more and more demands put on them but less and less resources do they vote differently does the u.s do anything at all differently or is it just going to do the same thing as we've done the status quo for decades let me know if you fascinated here what you have to say now going over to the business blunder of the day you have boeing asking airlines to check for a possible missing part on their iconic 737 max now this comes to us thanks to gregory wallace over at cnn they know that a missing piece on an aircraft prompts boeing to ask airlines to inspect all 737 max jets now they were asking them to inspect all the 737 MAX specifically for a potential loose bolt under the rudder system after an airline discovered a potential problem with a key part onto aircraft. An unnamed international air airline found a bolt was missing a nut in the rear rudder control linkage mechanism while conducting routine maintenance, and it was found a similar bolt that wasn't properly tightened in and yet to be delivered to the plane. An airplane's rudder is used to control the stability of the aircraft while in flight. Boeing said the plane with the missing bolt was fixed, but wants to ensure all 1,370 737 MAX planes in service worldwide were checked for similar problems. In a statement from Boeing, they came out and said, quote, the issue identified on the popular air airplane has been remedied. Out of abundance of caution, we are recommending the operators inspect their 737 MAX airplanes and inform us of any findings, unquote. They also informed the Federal Aviation Administration, which said thir last Thursday that the Inspection involves look for a, quote, a possible loose bolt in the rudder system, unquote. The inspection usually takes two hours, according to the FAA. The airlines will report progress of their inspections to the regulators. Let's see here. In terms of Boeing, they're talking about how they've had all these. Again, in terms of the business blunder of Boeing, it's it's getting worse. And, again, they're still the one of the top airline manufacturers on the planet one of the biggest defense contractors on the planet they're not going to go away overnight don't get me wrong and due to the enormous amount of startup capital needed to actually compete with boeing i'm even there's very little they can do to go out of business don't get me wrong it still happened i just think statistically speaking it's the likeliness is very little now in terms of their past issues in 2023 they noted that boeing's engineering and quality problems have po posed major challenges for the company the crashings of two 737 MAX jets that killed 346 people on board. The flights led to a crippling 20-month grounding of the plane earlier last in 2023. It's also one of the most expensive corporate tragedies in history, costing Boeing more than... I kid you not, I had to reread this. It cost Boeing more than $20 billion. That is a pretty penny. Well, I should clarify, a vintage pretty penny since modern pennies are 99.99% zinc, which is also known as trash. Vintage pennies, however, are made of majority copper, which has a myriad of uses and is actually worth something. Let's see here. Let's see. They also know the plane leather factory. Now, they also know 
If the plane left the factory with the missing part, it indicates that the past three years of safety and cultural improvements and improved inspections on critical safety of the vehicle systems of Boeing isn't working, unquote, which, how could that be possible? I mean, I'm pretty sure they have some great unions that make, that make the planes. Uh, huh? Oh, never mind. So it'll be interesting to see, again, this... It's, it's a pretty big business blunder, because, again, if it went... If they actually send these out without actually having the bolts in place, that's even worse. Yellow not torquing it properly. But again, <coughs> excuse me, apologies. To have one of your largest and most iconic products where you have such a potentially detrimental issue and these issues keep popping up, 2023 is for, for a rough year and they're not off to a good start. Seems to be Boeing is starting off the year on a, eh, not, not the right, uh, I was going to say the right foot, perhaps on the wrong airfoilage, something to that effect. But that certainly is the business blunder of the day. Thank you again for taking the time to tune in today. Again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a comment is a great way to give me some feedback. Let me know how I could improve the show. Liking the video also is greatly appreciated since it helps with the YouTube and Rumble algorithms so the video gets more shared. Also, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Heck, Tell, me, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone, just stay safe, fight the good fight.